thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the aggregator, the accumulator of aging well. He is the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's Dr. David Christoph. <laughs> How are you? Mate, you are the accumulator of aging well. You're so much older and wiser than I am. Not so, so much. And you do it so well. So it's only natural that I can call you the accumulator. Oh, I've been the accused aggregator. this last week of... Um, of going through my midlife crisis. What? Why? Who? I've, why? I've grown a beard. Oh, is that what the guys were hanging it on you about on our call the other night? Yeah, I couldn't well, see. Yeah, because you're. Yeah, actually, yeah, and everybody would, may not know this. You're in Melbourne at the moment. We'll talk more about that shortly. But um, you've got a beard. I, I do. I've got a beard, and um, it, I don't like, know. What how are I'm we talking? For. What are we talking like? Five day growth, two week growth. Well, seven-day growth for me is a three-year growth for Lawrence, put it that way. So <laughs> it's, it's a fair bit. There's quite a lot of coverage. Um, there's well, a lot of coverage, but it's sculptured. It's kind of uh, hipster. It's not going to be bushy, and I'm not going to – I obviously quite clearly can't do the, you know, that beautiful – The Ned Kelly. You're not going to do the Ned Kelly can't, look? No, nah, can't do that. Yeah. Um, one, I haven't got enough hair for that, and two, it just – it's too scruffy. Yeah. And so then I went out and went shopping on the weekend and I bought myself some new, you know, some new kicks, you know, nice tan coloured shoes, kind of ankle ones. And um, at the same time, bought some new pants. And, um, and Amber said, if I'm going to wear the kicks with the pants, I've got to roll up the cuffs. So uh, all of a sudden, I feel like a Gen Wire because I'm rolling the cuffs up. <laughs> I wear my, you know, tan boots, cuff thingos. And, uh, and so I've, I've been accused of having a, a midlife crisis. Amber said to me, look... You know, if you're going to go through a midlife crisis, can you choose the other portion on your wife? And I said, <laughs> I said, sure, honey. But uh, I don't think I, I'm not going to do, I won't do either. I don't think I'll go through a midlife crisis. But it's interesting, actually, I was uh, having a coffee this morning um, around the corner, our local at, um, at Nobu's place, what's it called? Um, Super Random. And, yeah. um, which, which I love, I love going there. It's a bit of a ritual for Amber and I. We go down there in the morning and have our coffee. And in, in popped a patient, a practice member of mine, and, she said, oh, I'm, I'm planning a walk. I'm going to go on a walk. And I said, oh, that's great. She goes, I'm turning 40 this year. I'm, packing, I'm not very happy about it. And I've got, oh, been, been there, done that. Been there, done that, you know. So it's funny because people still have this big hang-up about being over the hill. But once you're there, once you're over the hill, it actually doesn't feel any different. Yeah, um, just, it just yeah. means you're further and further away and from you can't do And you can't do one thing about it. No, you're hidden there. If you're going there, so you might as well embrace it. Run there with your hands in the air and naked, I say. Absolutely, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you do that on your 40th birthday? I don't actually say that, but I would say that. No, you don't do that. You <laughs> might say that, but you don't do that. <laughs> oh, dear. I might do it when I'm 60. Oh, we'll see what happens. This is what doing... I love about our podcast, Damo. What is it, mate? There's always fun and games. People say how entertaining it is. You, you, you know, and some of our listeners would know if they've listened to Inside the Champion's Mind, but it, it hasn't been a big week of laughter in the... Uh, Pierce slash Martin family, because as you know, I'm in Melbourne following the passing of my sister-in-law. Yeah, tragedy. Uh, tragedy. Renee, who was 39, speaking of 40, who was 39. Yeah. And um, yeah, you and I were talking about this and just saying, you know, like we're, obviously it, when someone dies, what we call young, uh, it kind of, it makes you think about everything that we, that we that we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. And, um, well, ask the question. You know, no, I said, you know, what does a hundred not out mean? Is it um, does a hundred not out mean that we've got to get to a hundred and then you know continue to live, or is it you know living the life of someone you know who aspires to be a hundred but having an unbelievable life? You know, is it a quality equation or is it a quantity equation? Is it a bit of both? Yeah. You know, I'd be I I, I really would love to reach a hundred. I think you know getting the letter from the queen would be quite good. It'd be a king by then. That'd be <laughs> that'd be good. Um, but it's an achievement and obviously cricket's been set up on making a hundred runs and that's a, that's a great thing. And if you can lift a hundred kilograms and once you reach a hundred kilograms in personal weight, then you, you know, people, people kind of celebrate that. They go, Oh, I got to a hundred. So there's all those sorts of things. Um, so a hundred seems to signify quite a, it's a big number. Yeah. Um, when you talk about human, human stuff. Um, but I wonder whether or not I'd like to achieve all, a, a whole lot more, um, in my allocated years um, and still live an incredible life and if I'd be happy if I took off at 88 or if I took off at 90-something. I think I'll take off at 90-something yeah. probably. My grandfather turned 96 the other day. Or was it 97? 96, he turned 96. And, um, and that's pretty cool. My grandmother would have been 97 oh, two days ago. Um, but, uh, you know, incredibly happy, incredibly satisfied. They're not fearing you know, leaving this planet. In fact, you know, they get yeah. to a point where they go, oh, I can't wait to t- take off. But well, well, that most, it seems that there's some kind of peace or, um, or just yeah, peace when people get to, I don't know, some age, they no longer fear death. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they've become used to seeing other people die. And so they just, uh, you know, you get used to, you know, when you go to funerals, you know, particularly at our age, they're still quite novel. Like you don't go to that many. Uh, hopefully, but um, mm. as you get older, obviously you see it more, and people that you've grown up with, you know, might pass away, and the rest. So um, I don't know if it's that people get used to it, or and that and that takes away some of the fear. So um, how are you feeling then, mate? How are you feeling, mate? Obviously, you know, life um, got turned upside down a little bit. You know, sister-in-law passing, thirty-nine years old, Renee. Well, know. she had she she was diagnosed. I think it was a bit over two years ago. So um, I suppose it's been it's been you know. The, Renee with cancer has been there for quite some time. Mm. Um, it's fair to say that the downhill was probably quicker than what you know everyone was expecting. Um, but I, again, you know me, I'm a very optimistic person. I think um, I like to think of, of she's left such a great legacy. Yeah, you know, like she got two beautiful children, and yes, it's going to be heartbreaking that you know they're not going to have their biological mum for the rest of their lives, but. It's such a strong unit, the Martin family, and um, you know, and and the Kennedy family, Renee's um, biological family. So, I, I look around and I see, you know, there's probably been between ten and twenty people staying over overnight at Chris's house each night. I've been staying at my sister's, um, Olivia's, with um, with Sarah and the kids. But I just see this is the closest I think I've ever had someone. I mean, obviously grandparents and the rest, but this is when someone's so young. I've this is the most involved I suppose I've been in in the, the grieving process and just seeing everyone, um, all the different ways that people grieve. and But I think also seeing Chris as, as the husband, like oh, so much courage and bravery and, and, even, and even he has the perspective um, of obviously there's the grief, but there's also like she's not in pain anymore, she's mm. no longer suffering, mm. um, you know, and I suppose when someone is in that, in that space, whether they're nine or 39 or 99 there is an element of relief that's like well as as selfish as it might be for us to cry and grieve there's also that relief that the person that has passed on is no longer 
suffering. And so um, I probably feel like I've been more of an observer than anything else, just and obviously wanting to help people, you know, just wanting to help people. I'll, I'll do some of the media for the funeral, just, you know, the media when I say that, you know, like the, the audio and the video and just the slides and all that, just wanting to help and contribute. But, um, but you know, like we talk about on this podcast so much, I feel that, you know, I'd much rather Renee have had 37, 38 years of quality life and raising family and, you know, she had a great social life and great friends. And I'm glad it's been two years rather than 22 years of, of suffering, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. So I would say that she had 35 years of unbelievable quality. The last two years, you know, this I've got this situation at the moment too, MP, and you might, you, you'll appreciate this. Um, I know of somebody who um, has a tumour, um, but but it, it's caused, you know, some, some degree of friction in the family. And um, and as a result, like there's not that not living that kind of quality that you'd expect to be living, you know, in potentially what could be final years of your life. Yeah. And uh, and so you kind of go, oh my gosh, that's that's really that's really traumatic. Um, in the last couple of years of Renee's life, um, was she living it up? Was she experiencing incredible things? Was she going travelling? Was she living her dream? What, what, yeah, what, I how think, did that play out? I think there were, I think there were definitely, there were definitely, and this is a really interesting, um, I suppose, yeah, discussion because there were times like they came up to visit us in Byron, and that was just magic, um, and they did go on a number of holidays, um, took the kids up, you know, to all of the theme parks, and they went. To, uh, was it Fiji or somewhere? Um, but Renee took Chris uh, to um, Northern Territory for his 40th yeah. and did the Uluru thing and, um, you know, had a real magical three or four days. Uh, but it, what's, you know, metaphysically fascinating is that it was at, it was pretty much at that point that somehow, and, and, you know, medical world still doesn't know how this happened, but she flew up there with a punctured lung and she didn't know it was a punctured lung. Jeepers. She flew up there with a punctured lung got through this trip with a punctured lung, came home with a punctured lung. And then, um, I mean, you know, and then got admitted to hospital. But I think it was just it was incredible that when I think of, that's why I say like being the optimist, that I think of how much she contributed to Chris and the kids and, and others. And, you know, she did have, yeah, she had some great times in those two years. And she really, I remember having some big chats with her on some of these you know, family events, and she'd learnt so much through the whole cancer process and so much about life and about living and, you know, I'm not talking out of school here, but obviously there were some pretty dark days as well. Anyone that's had cancer before will recognise that mm. there were some dark days. I remember even Jess Ainsco in her blogs was sharing, you know, some of the dark days that that, that she'd have and the rest, and I think that's just part of the human experience. But um, I just honour anyone as, uh, you know, and I'm sure everyone listening here has known someone or knows someone um, with cancer and I just think it um, it's definitely a courageous it's just there's so much courage that goes into anyone that's um, experiencing cancer I um, hopefully never have to experience it myself but man oh man I've got so much respect for the people that that, um, that go through it and no matter what paradigm they're in I think that's a really important thing whether they're you know, Jess Ainsco you know natural all the way or someone else who's traditional all the way they've still got decisions that require courage that need to be made. Mm. And, um, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we recognize it as Jess was always saying, like, it's not about judgment, you know, like I think it's so easy for people these days to go, oh, they should be doing this and they should be doing that treatment or they should be doing that treatment and the rest. And I think sometimes we just got to let, just got to love people anyway. Yeah. You, know, you got to love them anyway. Everyone, Who everyone, cares about, People you know, should all over people all the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> stop shooting on people. <laughs> no. Come Absolutely. on, people. Just let people live and stop just shooting on them. Just love them anyway. Love them. Yeah. Let them do what just they want to do. Exactly right. Um, what makes it right or wrong? Everyone's got this right or wrong perspective. It's black or white. You're happy or you're sad. It's, you know, the whole beautiful thing about living life is that everything's, you know, not always in balance. There's a pursuit of happiness. There's a, you know, there's this pursuit of perfection. There's a pursuit of, you know, excellence. There's all of this stuff. But, you know, whenever you should on somebody, you're actually decreasing yours and their expression of health and well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's the acceptance factor, isn't it, Damo? Oh, totally, mate. Totally. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, and I think just the the whole we've had a few, and again, I don't mean this to sound like a like a big sob story, but it's it's fascinating. The Martin family, when I when I married into the Martins, they've always been the Brady Bunch family. Like everything's perfect in their family. There's no separations. There's no. It's as functional as a dysfun- It's as functional as a functional family can be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. In yep. terms of the the label that we give it. Um, and, um, but at the same time they've had just in, they've had three, two, two childhood, um, two child, two of the young kids have had cancer. Um, oh and Renee's just passed away from cancer. That's so there's been it? three cancers in the last, you know, two years. Um, and just in terms of the tests and the challenges that the families had to go through mm. and those two kids. Uh, two kid like the cousins from the same grandparents, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's just like you know, I feel for for that for that particular family, but just seeing the challenges that family go through, but then also how how much it bonds family together. Like even at the moment with Renee's passing, like everyone's there, like everyone's flown down um, from either Sydney or where we are. Um, you know, people have just come from. Any, any family members just come from wherever they are, dropped everything just to be around the family. And uh, I'm just so, you know, that's the thing. It's a silver lining, but it just, it's so great in many ways that the family is just showing its strength at this um, difficult time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Far out. That's and big. then I think of, you know, just one other thing. I think of like, you know how we often say when these kinds of things happen that, uh, you know, make sure you tell, you know, those people close to you that you really love them. Yeah. You know, it's times like this, you just want to show gratitude for the times that you really love them. But then at the same time, like, do you have conversations with, you know, family members or, like, I know when I talk to my mum or my dad or my sisters or whatever, I always end the call with, you know, I love you. And, but it's very conversational. And so it's think, like a full stop. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, mum, catch you later. Love you. Bye. And she'll go, okay, I love you too. Bye. Yeah. And uh, nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, um, I think we but, all do that. And it's, yeah, you know, you, you you definitely. But if you didn't say it, you'd feel like something was missing, right? So exactly. it's, at least you got a chance to say it. You know, I told mum I loved her, told dad I loved him. You know, you, you got yeah. that out, which is good. And it's not that you don't mean it, but you're no, saying, you're saying that it would be better to you know sit there, give him a cuddle, and say no, the same well, thing. Well, this is what I'm saying. No, see, I'm actually saying let's never. Look, I'm I'm saying let's never. Um, minimize those little I love yous at the end of the phone call. Yeah, sure. Because those conversational style love yous are just beautiful reminders that, that there's people in our lives that love us and that we love them. Mm. Um, and then and because the poignancy of the love when someone dies or someone's born or whatever, you can't you don't ever want to minimize that. Like if you if you grieve you want to grieve. If if someone's born you want to celebrate it. Um, but if we try and then make all of our daily conversations 
the same as that, it would never happen. Like, it's just, you, you can't, I suppose, expend that much emotional energy mm. um, that you do with birth or death mm. on a daily basis. Um, but I also think it's important that we we honor or we, um, we include, we show people our appreciation um, in less, I suppose, emotionally taxing ways, but it's still at the same time quite fulfilling so like as you and i both saying just saying i love you at the end of a phone call or just thank you for making dinner you know like thank you for cleaning the house or thank you for picking the kids up or thank you for you know whatever it is just those small things are also um yeah absolutely vital yeah for sure yeah i get that i love that actually that is a really nice thing so getting back to the question is what a hundred what what does a hundred not out mean What's it, what's it mean to you at this point in time? Obviously. Oh, I think definitely it's quality over quantity. I'd rather get hit by a bus now. Yeah. Well, not right now because we haven't finished our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That would be know, an abrupt end. Yeah, that would be very abrupt. And then have the 15 years of And I'd have to do the clothes. I don't yeah. know if I could do the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, this is totally off, off topic, it reminds me of a recent um, interview that Kev, our mate Kevin Bartlett was doing on SEN yeah. Radio and he was chatting with um, Mark Allen who uh, another co-host on SCN and Mark Allen had a had a car accident midway through the interview. Oh, but right. and I laughed because it wasn't a full blown accident. He went into the back of another car. Right. Uh, but it was like, oh Jeepers, KB, I've just had an accident. <laughs> <laughs> and KB's like, oh Jingo's. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually made the international media. And there was people in America on TV and radio talking about this blooper, you know, on Melbourne radio. Um but anyway, it's quite funny. Yeah. Um, so yes, quality over quantity any day of the week. And even though Jack Lalane said, who's one of the you know the forefathers of longevity, he said if I don't get to 100, it'll be bad for my image because he was all about longevity. I think he got to 97. Right. But you know he was working out in his home gym the day before he died, and he died of what we would have called natural causes. These days they call it pneumonia because they have to give it something. Yeah. And um, he was exercising the day before he died. You know. Um, and that's quality of life. And that's, I think, whether you've got that at 27, 37, or 97, um, I think that's what we all want. So, so it'd be good for people to think about what the happiness factor is. You know, what would make you happy if you died? You know, would you be happy yeah. passing yeah, on right now? Are you, living so your, you know, are you living your life um, to its fullest? Um, or are you waiting until something else happens before you become happy? You know, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to do. Often people put off till tomorrow um until something else happens so i'm going to take a holiday when this happens or i'm going to be happy when we do this or once we've achieved that um then i'll be happy yeah so it's happiness at the end of at the end of or the completion of a pursuit as opposed to uh happiness uh during the pursuit or along the journey along the way uh, that's why you're was... on this podcast mate that is why that is so wise <laughs> that, no seriously because that is um that is and i don't know if it's just since we've come down here but i've definitely had the you know what like i've definitely had this um feeling of just knowing what's it, what's important and what's not like yesterday i caught up with a friend for three hours it wasn't, like, it wasn't me no, it was no. Ben Dorrit. It was Ben Dorrit. Oh, Benny Dorrit. Yeah, I haven't seen him for ages. I never, oh. still, met, still had never met his son, who's now oh, um, over twelve months, Joshua. Yeah. And um, and I was like, I took a three-hour lunch break, you know, because wow. I was doing some work as well. And but it was so good for the soul. You yeah. Know? And I was like, in in the in the day in the daily goings on of life, you rarely do that. And but coming down here um, has uh, just, I suppose, you know awakened that um sense of just 
you know, yeah, working out or working on what's most important. Like you say, mate, we can't, we can't, well, if we do, if we do wait until tomorrow for, you know, the best things in our life to happen, like mm-hmm. it's just, that's when regret is filled and that's when I suppose unfulfilled opportunity, um, you know, uh, exists. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I've got to say this because uh, there'll be somebody listening at this point in time, but um, Jody, Jody Bassel. Yeah. Our good friend Jody. She's in Bali at the moment. But Is she still there? Good yeah, but she's it. in hospital in Bali. So No way. Yeah, so I don't know what's happened. I haven't heard. I've got no news, but uh, thoughts go out to Jody. Hopefully she's well. Um, oh, hopefully she's okay. Biggest 100 not out love yeah, to Jody and the family. Jody's. And the family. They're all on a family holiday. Family holiday. They're due back today, but they won't be flying. So um, I hope Jade's is okay and hope everyone's well over there in Bali and uh, look forward to their safe return. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Um, now, is it time that I wrap up? I'm in the car here recording this podcast. Yeah. So I don't have <laughs> yeah, we've my, got to wrap up. We're, we're done. Metrics. That was yeah, my clothes. That was, that was beautiful. And yeah, as you say, best wishes to Jody. I forgot to mention at the beginning, Damo, I'm getting a lot of emails about interest here because I've almost finalized the details um, of our uh, 2016 Greek Island Ikaria Longevity Retreat. If you want to know all the details before everyone else does, make sure you register your interest at 100notout.com. That's 100notout.com mm. to register your interest. And then as soon as it's done, we will uh, let you know first. But um, lots of uh, people wanting to know... Um, well, Lots of people excited for it, saying we're definitely coming. Just you know, let us know how and when and how much and all the rest. And but also, Damo, there's a little bit of um, momentum coming in uh, to uh, the possibility of adding Sardinia. To yeah, this, uh, I saw that Ikaria. little email come through the other day. It's, uh... So yeah, there could be movement at the station there. So if we can add uh, Sardinia uh, longevity retreat, little skip over from Ikaria. Um, mm. In uh, 2016, we'll be sure to do that too. So Absolutely. plenty happening Absolutely. on that front as well. Good job. But uh, Damo, seriously, mate, thank you for being uh, the wise one on this podcast. It's been great. Uh, I had a chat to LT um, about Renee's passing on Thursday on Inside the Champions Mind and to be able to talk about it um, with you know like-minded people that understand and that um, I suppose see the world in similar ways has been uh, very uh, therapeutic um, for my good self. So thanks oh, very please, much, mate. Legend. Um, remember, family. folks, we would love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best is to go to our website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. If you've liked this episode, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And remember, there are now 16 podcasts which you can check out at thewellnesscouch.com, wow. uh, including, as always, the number one show. It's back at the top, The Wellness Guys. Boom. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.